Welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. My name is Nancy McHill, a lifelong educator helping teachers reach all learners through simple yet effective and proven teaching strategies that you can implement in your classroom. These strategies and tips will engage, teach, and motivate your students. You're here for a purpose, and what could be better than supporting each other while we support our students? So sit back, relax, and come along this journey with me while we strive to reach all of our learners and make a difference every day. Hi, and welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. My name is Nancy McHale. I am a speaker and coach for teachers to offer effective and practical teaching strategies to help reach all learners and decrease behavior issues. So today is part two of three for simple swaps for effective teaching. And so last week I talked about some simple writing strategies you can implement to really elevate writing in your class. And you don't really need to listen to these in order, but I do encourage you to listen to all of them because like I said, they're simple practices you can do to elevate your teaching of the content. And I will add last week's episode to the show notes so you can go back and listen to it. And so today we're actually going to be talking about reading, spelling, and vocab. And you will love this episode if you are wanting to change up what you're doing in reading and implementing more vocabulary. Before I jump in, I want to offer to podcast listeners one-on-one free coaching sessions. So in these sessions, I will answer any questions. We can talk about the simple swaps and how they apply to your classroom. If you have any specific questions on creating a project-based learning resource or you have a certain student you want to discuss on how to better help them, whatever it might be, I am offering free coaching sessions. So this will be from anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes of a free coaching session, me answering any question you have. And so if you're interested, email me at nancy at nancymchale.com and we will definitely set that up and you will pick a time and we'll just hop on a call. So I look forward to talking to you and I hope that we can connect. The first topic we're going to be talking about is spelling. Now, unfortunately, schools have a major emphasis on spelling lists, homework, and weekly spelling tests. And what's more unfortunate is that the research shows that lists with random words given weekly to memorize for the spelling test is not effective. So it says the success of this approach was mixed because children usually learn to spell the words for the test but fail to retain or generalize this knowledge to writing or other language activities. So a lot of times kids, the research shows that kids will just learn the words and how to spell them and memorize them for Friday's test and then forget them by Monday. And we probably know this, right? Just from common sense, like this is what happens. Um, And from what we see with our students. And it did say though, the research for spelling list for irregular words is more effective because it relies more on memorization. 
However, other words are best learned through learning patterns in the English language. So it says that uh, research from Putman says, patterns are the most effective and efficient way to teach regular and predictable words in English. So what do we do? Instead of giving students a random list of words based off curriculum, utilizing word families to teach spelling goes a long way. So for example, if you ha wanted to focus on the word combination or the letter combination of OO, and so you give words with the spelling combination of OO, and so they can recognize the patterns, they'll see the same pattern over and over, and that will stick with them more than just memorizing how to spell a bunch of random words. And so you would reiterate the spelling through their writing, through the writing that they do in when they write summaries or papers or Anytime that they do writing, you would remind them of the spelling rule or of the spelling pattern. And and the more they see it, the more they'll remind Cunningham says, children learn best through active involvement and practice with words, which allow them to discern and learn word and letter patterns for themselves. Research on the brain indicates that the brain is a pattern detector rather than applier of rules. So the more that students can see patterns, see how things are spelled, the more that they'll improve in spelling. And that should be the point is improving in spelling, not spelling lists and tests just for the sake of having them because that's what we're used to, right? So that's something that's always kind of been done and we just continue doing it because that's always what we've been doing, but we don't have to do that. Right? Like that's not what the research shows. That's not what's the most effective way of learning how to spell for our students. So taking that extra time to just create a list of maybe 10 words. We don't need 15, 20 words, just 10 words of a word that words that fit within a word family that goes a long way and then just again reiterating it through their writing that will definitely help it's more of a natural progression of having them learn spelling next we move on to vocab so for vocab um students definitely need to practice vocabulary more because Schools often will focus so much on spelling that they don't really focus on vocabulary as much because there's no time, because spelling takes up so much time. But I think it's equally important, if not more important, to learn vocabulary because it does enrich the student's language. So you can each week assign maybe five vocabulary words, and these words can connect with what the students are learning in other subjects like in math, science, history, or even from a book that they're reading in class for reading. The key is to make it relatable to something students are already learning. So the, the key with all of these things that I'm mentioning, all these practices is integrating it into the student's life because 
the more that we can create meaning for our students through what they're learning, the more they will remember it and the more that they will appreciate it and connect with it. If they connect with the content, they're going to learn. So each Monday, you can show a PowerPoint with these five vocab words. With each word, you could have a slide and on each slide, you have a picture and a short definition. And you can take the first 10 minutes of your Monday with your kids to go over these words and talk about them and have them use it in sentences and have them explain of how that word relates to them in some way. Um, you know, just go over it, talk about it. And if it's, especially if it's something that they're learning in another um, content area, then that's another way they're reiterating what they're learning in that content area. So this weekly PowerPoint takes minutes to create. It could take, again, 10 minutes to go over it with your class and the vocabulary will just be integrated throughout the week and they can combine, that could be part of their spelling homework. Maybe they could do one day of spelling, one day of vocabulary and just like add it in because the, the kids, they do, they need to learn more vocabulary to enrich their language. And today's last topic is reading centers. So this is a very passionate topic for me because reading can be so substantial. Teaching reading can be so interesting and substantial and it's it kills me when I see that kids when they're not interested in reading because it could be really interesting and it could be done if done in a correct way or like in a in a way that brings in the kids it could be very beneficial and enrich students life i often say that if we want to try to refrain from reading one book to the entire or like with the entire class or one class reading the same book for example I know in fourth grade, Islands of the Blue Dolphin, Island of the Blue Dolphins is a popular book. Now, a lot of times teachers will just read, like have every kid have a book and all the kids read it together, right? And they might do it in different ways. Maybe they read as a class, maybe the teacher reads, you know, it's just, it, it could be done in different ways. But how effective is that? Because number one, a book like Islands of the Island of the Blue Dolphins is a, is a little bit more difficult to understand because we don't, you know, the common society doesn't really relate to that kind of story. So I'm not saying it shouldn't be read, but could we reserve it for a higher reading level or, or average or above? So what I'm saying is instead of just doing one book with the entire class, Break your class into three reading groups. You have your low ability readers, your average, and then your high ability readers, right? And so each group has their own book. And within each group, you'll have reading centers. And so that'll give you the opportunity to work with them on a deeper level so you can spend 15 minutes with each group 
and you read the book that is according to their level. Within those 15 minutes, you read maybe a chapter or a few pages. You talk about comprehension. They are working on fluency in a more productive way because they are in a smaller group. So they work on all of these really essential reading ideas and reading practices that they really need to work on. And you can forego the reading comprehension worksheets that are from the curriculum because you're already doing it in the reading centers. So this would take the place of those worksheets that have like a paragraph and then three questions at the bottom for comprehension. This would take the place. So really you're setting up centers and then the other two groups are working on maybe a comprehension activity and the other group can be silently reading to themselves you can change this up as need be or maybe the other group is doing like a craft about their their reading book now I know it sounds like a lot because essentially now you are you are preparing for three different books but the nice thing is there are tons and tons of resources online that have supporting material for the books that are read in class. Also, it is way more effective because kids are going to be actually practicing reading in a productive way with their with other students that are at their level instead of maybe feeling intimidated because they can't read in front of the entire class or on the other hand bored because the book they're reading is below their level so it takes a little bit of time to set up in the beginning but when you get it going it works seamlessly and it really makes a big difference in your reading instruction and this is actually one of the things we can talk about if you do sign up for the free one-on-one -on -one coaching calls I can help you set it up and the way that I set it up I had like three binders I had one bind no I had one big binder but three dividers and so in every divider I had like different pages for every kid to like track their reading and I'd put all the material for that book in that divider so I had it very organized so that when I when this reading group came to me I had everything there and ready to go and so I can definitely help you set that up in the free coaching calls and if you had any other questions about anything else I've talked about I would love to chat with you I hope this made sense I know it's a lot because I know the reading uh, instruction is a big change but like I say with anything start with one small thing that I'm talking about don't try to revamp everything at one time so if, you know maybe I gave four ideas in this podcast episode take one and try it out and see how it works for you how it works for your students and tweak it keep it forgo it whatever you need to do but I just say start with one thing try it out and then see what you want to change or keep or or not keep um, and as always like I said I am here to help and answer any questions you might have thank you so much for 
tuning in to this week's episode. I hope that you found some value out of it. I just ask if you can take less than a minute to rate and review this podcast so I can bring on more educational guests that can help us learn more about instruction and how we can best serve our students. And I can talk about more topics that can make a big difference. Simple things that make a big difference. And if you have a friend that you can send it to, feel free to send it over so that they can gain things out. Maybe you guys can tag team on how to plan and you know, one person tries one strategy, the other person tries the other, and then you guys compare notes and help each other out. So I really appreciate you. Thank you for being here, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week.